Episode 69, On Fire, Burnout. Welcome to Beyond Your Comfort Zone. I'm your host, Tammy Banks. I'm a mother of four and a certified triathlon life and weight coach. I'm a lover of people, watermelons, and triathlon. I'm here to assist you in gaining a stronger body and mind. And I'm excited to help you discover your inner athlete. Let's go. Hello, guys. How's it going? Hopefully you're out, possibly outside in the sunshine since it's summertime, or maybe you're driving. I know lots of people I've noticed have been vacationing this year, maybe because they missed out so much last year, or maybe you're just in your house straightening up. All the, Those are all the times I listen to podcasts is when I'm driving or when I'm working out, when I'm cleaning, any of this stuff. But whatever you're doing, I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy you're spending time with me today. And... What I always say and what I love is the reason why I love to do this podcast is I love to take you along on the journey of what I'm learning, of what I'm discovering, and if there's any tips or tricks or tools that I can help you that helps you get somewhere faster possibly than it got me, then I love to share that. And like I mentioned with in my interview with Corinne Crabtree, I was like, yes, sometimes I feel like coaching or peers or friends or whatever, they can help us give us a fast pass because they've been there and they know how to do things or just the support feels like it's what we need to get us there faster. So that's what we're going to dive into today in just a minute. But I just want to say the doors for Team Elevate will be opening in August towards the end. So watch for that. Watch for more details. And yeah, I hope you guys are just enjoying the summer. I know my summer ends in a couple weeks. My kids all go back to school. So, I mean, I don't know if my summer ends, their summer ends, which makes my life look different. So, yeah, lots of fun stuff happening. And I, again, like I said, we're going to be talking about what I'm doing in my journey, which I think can help. And this is something that I've been working on and something that I can tell is uh, that happens in my life and I want to work on. So, I found this quote and it said, if you don't want to burn out, stop living like you're on fire. And that is what Brene Brown's priest told her when she was dealing with burnout. (laughs) So we are going to talk about burnout today. And um, in ways of, I think we have all experienced it. A lot of people on here are busy moms. And when we're always just going and going and doing and doing, it's easy to get to burnout. Or last year when we had COVID, we did a lot of the same things over and over again, or we saw a lot of the same people because we were in confined quarters, you know, different things like that. Or just when we're young moms and we have the kids all the time, like doing those kind of things and doing it over and feeling like we have to do all this stuff. And we have to cover the first shift of being a mom. Then we have to do the second to the night shift and all this stuff. Right. And so I think it's important that we just address that. I know Um, You know, if you listen and you do workouts and you're an athlete, and sometimes physically we can get to um, burnout if we're always going and we're never taking a recovery. In in a workout program, you have to do enough of your workout and then have some recovery so your body doesn't burn out because doing the same thing over and over again and not, not taking a rest causes burnout. So in any of the areas in our lives, if it's physical or if it's emotional, the quote, you know, if it says stop living like you're on fire, 
then we have to be able to pull back. We have to be able to pull, um, pull, take the recovery or do something so that we don't stay in like being on fire and burn out. And the second part of Brene's quote that I loved when she was, she did a, this article for Oprah.com and she was talking about these different things. And she says, when you stop living on stress and adrenaline, you may feel emotional, spiritual, and physical discomfort. It's not unlike putting out a fire. The smoke makes it hard to breathe for a while. But the discomfort is worth it if you are, um, if you can finally get calm and comfortable in your own skin. And that's what Brene Brown said. And I thought that was so good because, you know, when we stop living like we're on fire, we put out the fire and we have some smoke coming in. It is uncomfortable at first, but it is worth it. If we can start realizing how to feel comfortable in our own skin and not feeling like we always have to go, that we should be doing all the things and that if we're not, we're, it's, we're not good enough. And that's what she was explaining in the article is that she, um, so many times we think we have to do all the things so that we're, you know, we prove our worth. But really she said is that people who matter most to me, don't love me for what I do or for what I'm doing for them. They love me for who I am. And I think that that's a really big thing that we should kind of hone in on is that all the things that we do, all the things that we should have to do, should do all the things like we feel the pressure that everyone's saying we should do all that. If we're not careful is what will get us to burn out because we need to pull back and be like, it's not what I do, but it's who I am that, that I love. And I know that that's hard to separate, but that is one way to help us with the burnout is realizing, wait, I don't have to do all the things. And I know that towards the end of my mom's life, my mom was definitely a doer (laughs) and she would not slow down until she'd hit a burnout and she would just go and go and go physically. She'd go and go and go. And then we'll talk about the second part, but emotionally she would go and go and go and that it's not possible for our bodies to do that without being able to like let the stressors come in and then flow out. But if we're always just stress, 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 all the things, all the things, and we don't take that time, then we burn out. And she was saying towards the end of her life, she says that, you know, I finally realized it's not the things that I do who makes me, that make me who I am. It's just me who I am. That's the important part. And that's what I hope that we can get to. And when we can get to that, it will help us see that who we are is is okay and if we have stressors and we'll talk about um how we get to emotional exhaustion but those stressors we realize are a part of life and we don't have to um kind of trap those stressors to just being so stressed that we don't take the time to actually process through those take the time to really have those emotions come through us and then all the way out and then we can move on with it because if we just stress 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 we trap you know, we do all the things, don't take the time for recovery. If we're stressed, stressed, stressed with our emotions and we don't take the time to actually let those emotions, you know, process all the way through and more so like not, it's not a recovery time, but we'll talk about some steps we can do to help process all of that. Then we're trapping all, we're trapping the emotion. We're doing all the things and then we're getting no recovery and then we hit burnout. So, um, we're going to talk about just a few things, which I love Brene Brown to start with. And um, in my monthly coaching and next level team elevate this coming month. So in August, we're talking about zone of courage, 
taking from take a lot of my ideas are cake taken from her book, Daring Greatly. But she is so good. So she talks about ways to dare when we get to burnout. And she talks about three different ways to dare in this article. And so I'm taking a lot of thoughts from there and some of my, as I've gathered things, things that I want to share with you. But the very first thing when we hit a burnout, whether it's because we're a mom, whether it's because we're working too much, it's because we're an older mom, because we're an athlete, because we just live a busy life or whatever the things are all the things we want to first get to asking the question, um, you know, being honest is like, am I at burnout? Like, what are some signs for me that I'm at burnout? What are some red flags that happen? And I think that, you know, Brene Brown says that the first thing is she, she's really resistant and um, she, she can tell that she starts resisting things and that she gets into resentment. And um, that's the huge red flag is the resentment and she gets which pulls her into judgment (laughs) and I think this is true for me but she says why is everyone always disappointing me and I wanted to say like I can tell when I'm getting to burn out when I'm judgment but I'm just like oh my gosh everyone's annoying me they're not doing it right and then I start realizing that I'm the common denominator I'm like okay I need to hold on a minute look at these things and I there's probably a red flag that like I'm pushing, I'm burning the candle at too many ends. And my thing that probably happens the most in my life and and for me personally is overwhelm. I, I think, you know, instead of just the few things I have to do in within the hour or the next couple hours, I have all the things I have to do for my business. I have all the things I have to do for my family, for my workout, you know, for my nutrition and everything. And I feel like everything has to be done right now. And, you know, after a while, when we get into overwhelm, we actually just, that's how we shut down because we can't do all that at once. And so I have to notice when I start feeling the overwhelm, that that's my big red flag to be like, okay, hold on, let's pause. Let's see what's happening. And so that's, that's the biggest thing I think for me is having to realize like when you're in burnout and kind of admitting that I can be human and I can still have burnout and everything's fine. And I can have a lot of stressors and realizing maybe I'm not taking the right steps to recover all the way. And I'm not putting out, you know, the fire, like letting things cool down a little bit in my life. And what do I need to do? So for you, for anyone on here, I would just kind of be like, what, what feeling do I start generating when I can tell like I'm about ready to, (laughs) I'm about ready to burn into ashes, right? Think about that for you. And what is that? And sometimes it feels like Brene was saying, sometimes it feels so we're kind of used to that feeling, that adrenaline rushing and all that kind of stuff, that it takes a little time for us to actually slow it down and realize, wait a minute, I reside in this kind of anxious state a lot, or I kind of get to this judgmental state and I'm not even noticing it. And she says sometimes her friends are the ones who notice it when she's treating others not as well as she wants to, and, and in turn, she's not treating herself the way she wants to. So that's really when we get to burnout is like, we're not treating ourselves the way we should or the people around us. And for me, that's not really the way I want to live my life. And I I don't really think anyone does, but we have to kind of just be honest enough to be like, okay, I'm human again. I got to this kind of this, I like to call it the same dance. Like we just do and do and do and go and go and go. That's the same dance. And then we're like, oh, and the next part of the dance is I'm going to burn out or I'm going to shut down. I'm going to be too overwhelmed. I'm going to stop. And you're like, wait, how do I, how do I switch that dance move? And that's the important part. So this is the part for me that I'm really working on. But 
one of the steps that she was saying is dare to set boundaries. And (laughs) this is like ringing true in my ear. She said, just because you can doesn't mean that you should. And I was explaining this to my husband and he's like, you're your best student. (laughs) I was trying to tell him that I'm learning some things along the way. And for any of you in your life, think about the things that are happening in your life. And are you doing it out of obligation? Are you doing it because you want to? Or why are you really doing it? Because if we're doing it just because we can and we know we can cram everything in, which I'm guilty of, I'm like, I can do all this, all this, all this, all this here. You know, I'm going to go on a trip. I'm going to run my business. I'm going to work out. I'm going to take care of my kids. I'm going to, you know, try to make all these healthy foods, all that. I can do that to an extent. But you know who sometimes gets the brunt of that? is my husband or my kids of me not showing up kind to them or me not being my best self. And so I was telling my husband this time around is that I, I opted not to go to two different things on last weekend and this weekend. And it's, it's actually been really uncomfortable for me because I could have made both of them work and I do have FOMO not being there. But if I'm looking at the bigger picture, it is that I, I am trying to set my boundaries of being like, okay, well, I could do some of those things, but just because I could doesn't mean I should. And I don't need to burn the candles at both ends. And I realize that I am more loving to myself, which in turn, I am in a a lot more loving relationship with my husband. I'm treating him kinder and the people around me. And I'm having time to really just take in what's happening. And it's been a really big um, learning experience for me because my husband's like, Oh, you're learning (laughs) in your 40. You know, and I said, I know I'm learning my 45th year, you know, these things that once you learn better then I feel like you want to do better, but there is a discomfort that comes with that. And that's kind of where I'm at. But I know that it is what I truly want. And that's what we have to be honest with is like asking yourself all the things on that list. Like, can you do all these things? Probably yes. But should you do all these things? And I think we've said this in multiple podcasts, but what is your priority? What is the most important thing? And all the things that you're doing and all the things that you should be doing, is it all the ways that you really want to be doing it to keep the relationship connected with yourself and those that really mean the most to you? And that's a good check for me to ask. And the last one, which I love so much that she shares, is that she, she said, dare to create a, clean, a clearing for yourself. And what I love about that is that she says her clearing for herself is she grabs goggles and a swim cap and she goes to the pool and she swims and she's she grew up a swimmer and that would be the same for me like get on my bike get my helmet go out the door and ride or get my running shoes and get my visor and I'm out and this is how I know that this is a place for me and I mean true that like I think all good things can become (laughs) all your strengths become weaknesses if I work out too hard then that puts me into burnout as well but I could tell that it was my clearing for myself when, um, after my mom passed away, I was, I'd been there for a few days and then I stayed till the funeral. So I was gone for a couple of weeks from my house. And when I came home, I just wanted to get, I'd ran on a bike in Idaho, but I wanted to just come home and get on my bike and just ride. And it just felt like that was my, that was my happy place. Like I could just feel a lot of that, um, all the emotion that had come in, I could just kind of release a lot of that. And that is 
what helped me clear. And that's what helps me clear. That's why I always talk about like my office spaces when I'm out biking or running, because it helps clear my mind. And she just suggests like finding, finding that for you. And even if it's, even if it's uncomfortable or it's hard to do at first to find what clears your space for you, I suggest finding it, even if it's uncomfortable, but that do it anyways, because it really helps us cool down. It really helps us to put out that fire. It brings that recovery or it brings that space where we can kind of let things calm down, come down a little bit so that we can go on with our life. So I just, and the next little part we're going to talk on in, in a really brief sense and if you want to know more about this is on Brene Brown's Unlocking Us podcast and it's with Dr. Emily and Abby Noski and it's a they she does a book review on the secret of unlocking the stress cycle and so it's and they're talking about burnout and I just want to touch on it but it is such a good podcast to go listen to and they are saying that in women, the number one thing for burnout is called emotional exhaustion. So I have talked about in ways in the very first part with Brene and her, um, all of her article that she wrote is more so like the physical exhaustion, but what is happening with the physical exhaustion is really what's breeding into the emotional exhaustion. And, um, and he, let's see in 1975, Herbert Fredenberg defined emotional exhaustion is, the fatigue that comes from caring too much for too long. And I love that definition because if we can think of most things in our life, it's it's caring for caring for too much for too long and just doing it over and over again. And we're not really taking that time to really understand it, to really, and as we dive into here, is they say that the stress cycle, we have stressors and then we have stress. And a lot of times the stressors that we have in our life is we, we think that's what's bringing on the burnout. We have so many things happening in our lives and I'm guilty of just thinking it's all the things. But once we start realizing the stress, which is the feeling that's coming from the stressors, that that is what's causing the emotional exhaustion. And they say in the book that the emotional exhaustion is coming from our feelings getting trapped and never actually processing all the way through because they say that with um, an emotion, it, there's a beginning, middle and end. And they said it's just kind of like a tunnel for your body that you have to go in. You know, you start with your feeling, then you have to go through it and all the way out. And a lot of times with the stress, we're, we're trapping, we're getting a feelings, getting stuck and emotions getting stuck and it doesn't go all the way through. And that's what exhausts us the most is having the feeling gets, 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 it gets trapped. And so, um, it talks a lot about emotions, a lot about feelings, which is perfect for me because that's what I coach on is the the self-coaching model, which is we have our circumstance, we have a thought, but the feeling is what generates the action, which gives us the results. So you notice how important feelings would be. And if we trap the feeling and it stays stuck inside of a tunnel, that is just, that is what is creating the emotional exhaustion for us. So before I give you the seven tips, a lot of times people think to be well is to stay calm and to never have the stress in your life. But is what these doctors are saying is that it is a, it's fluid. So as we have the stress, it's not to always stay calm, but when we have the stress or the risk or the excitement or any of that that comes, 
we want it to be able to go through the tunnel and come all the way back out again and we can get back to that calm and then we do that process again so it is a fluid motion it is not not to be well is not is not a state or a goal but it is the state of action of realizing how we can have the stress in our life that we can process that let it come through go on to the next and that would be the same thing as is letting it not burn on fire, but to be able to have it cool down a little bit, have that stress go through our lives. And so I just, I thought it was really interesting and I have to share the seven and you can go back and listen to it. I will link the podcast in my show notes, but the first one, which is fun because this is what I help coach people on and it is exercise and to do some sort of physical activity will help that stress that starts in our body. It will be able to process and come out through our body. So whatever that is to you, of course, my favorite one is running, but whatever it is to you, even out going out walking, but something that will complete it because we don't want to get that stuck that stress stuck inside of our body. So to go out and move and get that physical body going helps. And that's one of the reasons, I mean, so many reasons why I love exercise, but any kind of movement helps our body to complete that cycle. So here's your, here's your plug, figure out something. And instead of, I, I'm going to say this a lot of times, but instead of thinking exercise is a punishment, exercise is a way to help that cycle so that we're not always staying on fire so that that emotion can come through and cool down. And then we can go on to the next part of our life. And the second thing is breathing. And, you know, even with meditation, it's great, but they were suggesting in um, here that it can just be a minute and a half of breathing just taking in some deep breaths, just have it just helps us again, if you want to think it in a way of cooling off, but it helps that emotion just go through, it just helps it. So we kind of help, you know, navigate it through our body and all the way out. So the next one they say is um, a positive social situation. So in something where we can be in a positive situation where we can have those positive vibes coming through us will help with the stressors. The next one is laughter, which I loved. And I think that is great because and <laughs> they're like, it can't be fake, which I get. But um, a real laughter, like something funny or comedy or being with someone that makes us laugh is such a release. And that release is what helps that stress hormone go through us. And this is what me and my husband tried, which it, it sounds funny, but you all should try this. But they talk about the 20 second hug. And so you hug for 20 seconds. And they, she says, not only is it helpful, but it changes our hormones. It lowers blood pressure. It lowers heart rate. And it helps increase the oxytocin. That's the bonding hormone that my husband let me know that that's what's transferred, I forgot, in the breast milk to our babies. But that is a bonding hormone that we want. So I want to challenge all of you to try the 20 second hug. I try to do, I try to hug my kids for like, you know, you think it'd be funny, but you try even an eight second hug and that's a little bit, we're not used to that. So I tried the 20 second hug with my husband and it's fun. So try that and see how that goes. And the, the last two are just a cry. And people sometimes think they don't want to cry because they're going to cry. You know, once they the floodgates open, they're going to keep crying. But they say it's a physical release, like the tears are the physical release. And so just um, focusing on the just releasing the tears and not keep focusing on a thought that triggers another thought that will help you probably stay crying for a while. But if you just 
have the tears come, that cycle of crying won't last for more than five minutes of just the release that comes that will help the emotion go all the way through. And then the last thing is creative expression, which I love. And I, I know that this is a, an avenue for me because when I can create and I can let my brain um, go and I can ima- imagine different things, I can tell that that's a way for me to um, kind of release some of the emotion that's happening for me to be able to express myself. What's happening on the inside, I can take it and express it on the outside. And there's such a release on that. And it's it's so fun for us to have the energy that's inside us help to on the outside for people to see it on the outside. So um, they dive in a lot deeper into these things. But I just thought it'd be interesting because so many times people are like, well, if I get there, how do I get out of it? But when we're in burnout, we can see the signs that we're in burnout, but also in a day-to-day sense, it's a cycle. And instead of, you know, getting to a burnout, we can just have the stressors that come into our life, have the stress and take the time to process the stress, to have that stress, whatever that stress emotion is for you, have it come all the way through us so it doesn't trap inside of us that it has a time to cool off. And then we don't ever have to get to a complete burnout. So try those things and see how they go. And remember that, first of all, we're all human and that we have to be honest that we're going to, you know, sometimes push our limits, but pull it back to be like, if it's really truly who I am that matters the most, then all the things I do don't matter if I can't be at my best self, if I can't be who I want to be, and then start realizing maybe I'm physically stressed, maybe the physical exhaustion set in, but if it's emotional exhaustion, let me look at that and let me try maybe one of the seven things that I said that can help me have that stress emotion go all the way through and let that emotion cool off so that I don't have every single emotion burning inside of me, but I can let them cool off and that will help with the emotional exhaustion, which I truly think is probably the biggest effect of the burnout more so than any kind of physical because the emotional is burning in the inside all the time. So anyways, I hope you guys have a great week. Check out Brene Brown if you haven't and Daring Greatly, her book Daring Greatly, or I can link the article in here. But so many people that have been instrumental to me that helped me and that I want to pass on to you. But try any of these tips for you and hopefully you will not be on fire anymore. <laughs> but you can cool off some of the things and actually enjoy living the life that you have. So I will talk to you guys all soon. Bye-bye. Would you like to achieve the things you know you want to do? I offer one-on-one coaching and a new program called Team Elevate. It is a small group program that lasts six weeks. Inside the program, we work on goals and finding strategies to get you through your challenges. I also help you create a food protocol and I create your own personalized exercise program. It's like joining a gym for your body and your mind. You can find out more information on my website at camibanks.com or reach out to me on Instagram at camibankscoaching. Also, if you like this podcast, I would love for you to subscribe, rate and review it and share it with a friend. And most of all, thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. Bye-bye.